What you starve dies, what you feed thrives. In order for detox to be effective, in order for these days to be effective, and really in order for any change to be effective, we cannot just take stuff out. We have to replace the toxic stuff with non-toxic stuff, with godly stuff. That's why so far, whatever we've chosen to starve, we've replaced with something else. Starve a doubt by trusting what God says. Starve a distraction by thinking what God thinks. Starve unwholesome talk by saying what God says. Today, I'd like to look at one more thing scripture encourages us to starve, to effectively detox our spirits. My goal hasn't been to just make these up, but to see what God's word has to say. And the next thing to take out of our lives is obvious. But I believe, even though obvious, it's going to challenge and encourage us deeply. I, I hope you walk away encouraged. I hope these are an encouragement to you. And the emphasis today is to starve sin. Again, sounds obvious, but it's true. Anything sinful causes our spirit to be contaminated. We get that. But most of the time we hear this word sin and we think simply of guilt, like our sin is pointing at us and condemning us. But that's not how God sees it. Because on the cross, Jesus solved the problem of sin. And it was a big problem. It took a big solution. But Christ did make a way. Where there was no way, Christ made a way. And for believers, sin is no longer condemning us. In fact, the word in the Greek for sin is the word hamartia, and it means to miss the mark. And we've all missed it. We've all fallen short. We've all missed the mark. We've all missed it one time or another. If I miss the mark, why? It's because I'm aiming at the wrong thing. I'm focusing on the wrong thing. And like we talked about earlier this week, we miss the mark when we're looking for something other than Christ to rescue us, to comfort us, or to ease our pain. So the secret to overcoming sin is not to get all condemned about being sinful. Christ solved that. There is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. The secret is to aim at the right thing. To overcome sin, I must adjust my aim. That's why God's word for overcoming sin is the word repentance. To repent means to change your direction, to stop aiming at sin, and to start aiming at righteousness. And that brings us to Romans chapter 6, verses 12 through 18. This is an amazing passage. If you can, open up to it in your Bible, read along with me in the podcast description, or if you can only listen, just don't miss a word. Starting in verse 12, it says, Do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. In other words, don't let sin control the way you live. Verse 13, do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. How many of us have allowed ourselves to lose our aim? We have simply gotten turned away, maybe just a little bit, and we've gotten off target. And we're either being driven by the law and living with legalism, or we are just giving way to sin because we've lost our aim 
And we need to repent and adjust our aim to get back on target. Verse 15, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. This is so great. Now we can do the things that lead to holiness. I don't know what area of your life is coming to mind as we read these scriptures, but I believe we all have something, an area where we need to re-aim. I have been aimed at this, and now I need to re-aim at this. I need to turn to what God wants. I suppose if we were to sum up this week of spirit detox, it would be to turn to what God wants. I starve sin by turning to what God wants. And thankfully, we don't have to do it alone. So I encourage you to open yourself up to God. Just tell him, God, I want to turn to what you want. But God, I can't seem to do it myself. Would you help me? And talk to him specifically about what you need help with. Don't miss the power of prayer in 21 days of prayer and fasting. You can pray about the specific things you need. We can't do it without the power of God. That's why he uses the illustration of slavery here. The hope is that we can be mastered, fully obedient, not to a hard master, but one of grace. So let's spend some time in prayer, not only for ourselves, but also our prayer emphasis today is children and students. In Mark 9, it says, Jesus took a little child whom he placed among them, taking the child in his arms. He said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. So let's pray for Rockbrook kids and Rockbrook students, and let's pray that they would turn to what God wants, and pray for the leaders and programs and our discipleship efforts. Also pray for people to commit to making a difference in young people's lives.